Alexis is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody as right. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed! And England win on penalties! History in itself! You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yes, good match. Now, Ronnie's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get by the way. Hello and welcome to episode 195 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper and Alex Jones. Plenty for us to get into today. We've got one more week to the transfer deadline. News of the week as always. We've got the weekend's football to go through. I've got a little game for this lot to play after we've done the news of the week, so we'll get into that. Um, we won't do the name game. I don't trust Alex with Google in front of him. <laughs> and... To coincide with uh, the transfer window, we've got some transfer gossip, the uh, wild and wonderful as we get at this time of year. So, news of the week, Alex, we have one that you may be able to sympathise with to kick us off. Spanish right. triathlete gives up medal to rival who went the wrong way. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen the footage of this. Basically... Where was your medal after you fell off? Uh, you mean, Where I was, was out on a train, I was out falling off. I... I was on a training ride. It wasn't a race. It's happened multiple times, hasn't it? <laughs> no. Can't stay on the thing, can he? I've crashed once in a race. Um, and yeah, they didn't give you a, they didn't give you a year, medal. That was, year, that was years ago. Yeah, I didn't finish. So what? When I said that the, basically the guy's leading the entire way, he comes around the final bend, there's a bit of confusion on where the, like, the home straight is. And he just like that, he, has, he sort of goes the wrong way for like literally about three seconds. And that was enough for the guy who's behind him to go past him, but he let him pass, he let him come back past on the line. Jack of all trades, master of none, these triathletes. <laughs> I think, in fairness, I think it was a combination of it not being as obvious, it need, obvious as it needs to be and him being nearly going kind of like, kind of like Brownie did across the line where he was, looked like he was paralytic. <laughs> like he was that. like wobbling so. and then he ran straight through a board, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I did, see, I did see a clip of what I assume wasn't a uh, like a professional race, but some woman who thinks she's cruising and this kid starts to go past her and she tries diving at his heels to trip him up so she can finish. Gets, uh, That's the difference. See, she, she's a winner. This other guy isn't. <laughs> gets testy. Mourinho, Mourinho would be all over that mentality. He would. How many he should be having a word with his Spanish triathlete? <laughs> you probably will, yeah. Wow. Um, the carrot. Oh, this Chinese cockroach farm houses a billion roaches kept contained by a moat filled with hungry fish. This is savage. <laughs> <laughs> What's the need for that many cockroaches? <laughs> like, who, 
Where's the demand for that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like, it's one of them, like where things just get out of control. Growing up, I kind of assumed that cockroaches would be a bigger deal than they turned out to be, just judging by every American cartoon I'd ever watched. Like and, I, and I was like, yeah, and I was kind of like, sure that the only way to kill a cockroach was like nuclear radiation. <laughs> sometimes that didn't do the job. Every chicken can live without his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, suspect in chipmunk outfit robs veal plat pharmacy. So that's one way to hide your identity. <laughs> Helicopters and armed police swoop in to arrest Russian Jesus cult leader. Blimey. Russian, Russian Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Illinois man who kept Richard Nixon's unfinished sandwich for 60 years. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> don't want to see that. If it's one of them where it's like a Big Mac and they say, this Big Mac hasn't aged in 25 years, it's as if it's completely normal to keep like a Big Mac in your bottom drawer. <laughs> <laughs> man who made knife from frozen poop is among the 2020 IG Nobel winners. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure it was a knife, was it? <laughs> well... Man dies after eating nothing but licorice for three weeks straight. It's probably been going through all sorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that about uh, a million times. Vietnam police seized more than 320,000 used condoms that were set to be resold on the market. <laughs> Reminds me of a story like this. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> the New York town of Swastika votes to keep its name... Blimey. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> this is like one we had a couple of weeks back. So, um, man accidentally swallows toothbrush while brushing his teeth, and doctors have to remove it from his stomach. How <laughs> <laughs> tired do you have to be to make that mistake? Yeah. That's impressive. Um, a kitten that looks like Baby Yoda was rescued from a California wildfire. As if they wouldn't have saved it if it didn't look like Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> and really, everyone okay. got thrown into fire. Nah, <laughs> fuck you. And then finally, uh, two men are hit with felony charges for cheating in a Utah fishing contest after forensic analysis of the winning fish proved it came from another lake. So they take that fishing contest very seriously. <laughs> Arrested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's bad enough that he won, and they were like, "This does not look like a fish from our lake." We need to get the scientists on this. The CSI boys, have you got a murder to deal with? No, no, we'll come and steal with the fish first. <laughs> I remember one of those old Ricky Gervais podcasts, and they were saying about um, scientists and the like discoveries you get in the news, and it's like, why are they even investigating that? Why is there a scientist that's determining what lake this fish has come from. <laughs> I think it's the same episode he said that um, Gandhi should have gone in the Big Brother house because he had pissed it after he came out. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. All right, so the game I have for you today, I think we did this last year, the FIFA ratings are now out. They released the top 1,000 players in the game. I've got two or more players for you. You have to tell me, first of all, what you think their rating is going to be and who is higher rated than the other. Oh, Jesus. So we've got about 10 of these. If we start us off, 
battle of the goalkeepers. Courtois or Edison? I'm going to go with Courtois is rated higher and Courtois is going to be something like 89. I'm going with Edison. Well, Courtois is rated higher. He's got an 89 rating compared to Edison's 88. Jesus. AJ on point. Yeah, I won't ask the ratings for most of these because for most of them, they're the same, but one's higher up in the uh, like grand scheme of things. So you can be a better rated 82 than another 82 kind of thing in their database that they've released. So if you put... Actually, no, this is just one of two. Who do you think is rated higher? They're both rated the same. Hazard or Sterling? Uh, Hazard. I'd probably say Hazard. Sterling. Hazard is the 22nd best player on the game and Sterling is the 23rd best player on the game. Oof. Both rated 88. Now, for these three, if you put these in order of how you think they'll be rated, we've got Hoyman Son, Luis Suarez and Antoine Griezmann. I'm going to go Griezmann, Son, Suarez. I'm going to go Griezmann, Suarez, Son. I'm going the same as Jack. So, Son is actually rated higher than Suarez and Griezmann. (laughs) Deservedly so. Second place is Suarez, third is Griezmann. They're all rated 87. Griezmann's had a tough time there. Battle of the Liverpool midfield. Who do you think is rated higher? Jordan Henderson or Thiago Alcantara? (laughs) Henderson. The fact that you've made this question makes me think it's Henderson. Yeah, I'll go with Hendo. Henderson's got an 86 rating. Thiago's got an 85 rating. Blimey. Good grief. Some of these may look like they're a trick question, but they aren't. Um, Rashford or Haaland? Rashford. So I think Harlan's criminally low on FIFA. I think it's like 84, isn't he? This is for FIFA 21, so... Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with Rashford as well. You'd be correct. Rashford is an 85 rated compared to Harlan's 84. Blimey. Uh, we've got the Battle of Alex's boys here. Who do you think's rated higher? Edin Zeko or Kieran Trippier? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, Edin Dzeko Trippier Jack I'm going to go with Trippier so they're both rated 83 uh, Zeko is the 153rd best player on the game Trippier 157 oh, tragedy is a tough is another one for you to put in order of three. So uh four, sorry, four Premier League players. Wilfred Zahar, Lacazette, Lucas Mora, and Deli Alley. So Wilfred Zaha, Lacazette, Deli Alley and Lucas Mora. I'm gonna go Zaha, Lacazette. Mora Ali. 
I'm going to go with Ali, Mora, Zahar, Lacazette. I would say Mora, Zahar, Lacazette, Ali. None of you are correct. <laughs> so Lacazette is rated the highest of the four. Then Zahar, then Lucas Mora, and then Deli Ali. I could live with they, that. that. They've all got fair. an 83 rating. Um, we've got the battle of a few weeks back. Um, Meza Ertzil or James Rodriguez? I'm going James over Ertzil. Yeah, James. I'll go with James, but I feel like they're <laughs> going to be like the same rating, aren't they? Like you said, they're the same yeah. rating. Ertzil's yeah. higher. Um, English centre backs: uh, Joe Gomez or Harry Maguire? Maguire. No, Gomez, because I think I know Maguire's rating. <laughs> yeah, it is Joe Gomez. He's an eighty-three. Maguire's an eighty-two. So they've actually bumped Maguire up since. Yeah, I, I thought he had a seventy-nine rated card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couple left. Um, the Chelsea keepers: Kepper or Manion? Who? You, you, I don't know. You say his name, but you've got that Mike uh, Magnan, didn't you? Or did you get someone else in the end? Got Mendy, didn't we? Can I say if we yeah, you Mendy? did. Yeah, I've seen the two on the list next to each other. Kepa's rated higher. I just thought I had a been Mendy. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the main, you know, So I didn't even see Mendy on the list. So I assume he's less than uh, eighty-two. So yeah, I think I, what is Kepa eighty-two? Did you say? Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, these, these are rush. These ratings, some of these are bad. Um, Shakiri or Charlison, just to rush through these. Shakiri, Shakiri, yeah, Shakiri's rated high. He's got an eighty-one. Um, battle of the left backs here: Luke Shaw, Ben Chilwell, or Alfonso Davis. Chilwell, Chilwell. What Shaw. order do you reckon? Yeah. Well, Shaw, Alfonso. I yeah, I'll go with that. It's, yeah. it's actually Shaw is out on top of those <laughs> boys. Uh, so it's it's Shaw, Chilwell, and then considerably lower down, Alfonso Davis. Fuck you. So I don't know what's happened there. Well, um, Luke Shaw's loyalty to playing the game late at night. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> giving him a good break. Good publicity. The most loyal customer. The battle of the swap deal from a few years back, Alexis or Mkhitaryan. Uh, Mkhitaryan no no no, no Alexis. Alexis Sanchez yeah surely yeah. Alexis yeah. is one higher but it's a fall from grace with Alexis yeah. being 81 rated 81. and Mkhitaryan being rated 80 Soyuncu <laughs> um, or David Luiz Soyuncu no David Luiz they've done enough respect FIFA have to uh one of the best centre-backs in the league. So 81-rated <laughs> David Luiz, 80-rated Soyuncu. And finally, Adam Traore or Danny Rose? Oh, surely Traore. You would think Traore. But... You would think Traore. But <laughs> what? FIFA don't give that kind of respect. <laughs> Jesus. So Danny uh... Rose is higher with both picking up a 79 rating. Fucking hell. Nearly put the ratings down when I saw Firmino at 85, I'm telling you. 
Number 87 for Lacazette, for Aubameyang's disrespectful as well. I I find it mad that Thibaut Werner got 34 goal contributions out of 32 games last season. And he got got downgraded from 86 to 85. Fucking hell. Aubameyang scored over 30 and went down as well. That's just how it is. He's doing a better league as well. There's another one as well, Pulisic. He's like 81 rated. Yeah, that's right. Surely not. He's surely he said about six games, don't, didn't he? Don't, <laughs> don't say that with your chest. I know you. Yes, he said it. Up the Villa, one 0 up. Fulham's defending continues. Jackie Grealish. I'm in no position to talk about defending. <laughs> we'll get to that. So we'll go through now um, the Premier League's games. Some, as I said last week, we'll spend more on than others. One that I'm sure we will need to spend some time talking about. The first game of the weekend. United travelled to Brighton fresh after losing their first game of the season against Crystal Palace. Roller coaster of a game for the early Saturday kickoff. Unfortunately, it didn't end how the majority of us would have wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, United, dramatic 3 2 victory. Bruno Fernandes scores a penalty 10 minutes into added time. Actually, when the final whistle's blown. So, it's as late in the game as you can possibly get. We open the score and Mope gets the first goal with that penalty, which is borderline disrespectful because I oh, know De Gea has dropped. <laughs> and that, that, that was too far. Plus as well, De Gea kicking the ball at him afterwards when he was doing the crying celebration. That was, that was, that was He's got some nerves talking about arrogance, hasn't he? Let me tell you. <laughs> I guess if it was anyone but United, we'd all love that karma of what it came to at the end of the game. After that <laughs> I celebration. didn't particularly because, I mean, I didn't like him injuring Leno, although it got us 20 million because of the way Martinez came through. But I mean, he's not the first person to call Gwen Doozy arrogant. I just wish he didn't need to direct it at everyone. Just <laughs> aim at him. <laughs> hmm. What game, though? I think yeah, so... in, just in general. Rashford scores a peach as well in that game, which probably gets overlooked because of the way the game ended. Because that's essentially what Rashford can do, but you just hope he does it a bit more often. It's the thing with United, though. I feel that they concentrate so much on the counter-attack that they just forget about every other aspect of the game. They they don't forget about defending. They spent £80 there. Right, I know, but they just look awful. Like when that midfield of Pogba, Fernandez, and whoever else they put in there should be controlling games against Brighton, but they've turned themselves into like an, a just a counter-attacking team, and that's all that they want to do, and they don't even look good doing it. It's really odd, and I think it's rash. people people are drawing a lot of comparisons between obviously the way Chelsea are going and the way United are going. But that those performances, they can't. Hey, we'll get to Chelsea. Don't, don't get jump ahead. We're going to give them more than their fair share of time. <laughs> but Brighton played so well. It was again glimpses of what they could do when they played against us, where yeah, they, they were unlucky. They hit the post five times in total, which and then Trossard is mental in itself. Bruno Fernandes giving it the big licks after saying, "You say they deserve to win, but the aim is to." put it in the back of the net and not hit the post. And cheers for that, Bruno. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone on Twitter doing the uh, five 
times hitting the woodwork is also like five misses or something. It, that was the new, uh, he's 28 till he's 29 sort of thing, whatever it was. <laughs> Just, but it, in all fairness, I thought they were all, other than one, he probably should have scored the last one. I thought other than that, they were all just good strikes that happened to hit the woodwork. Yeah. For the last I one, miss, he probably should have got it. I probably should have scored it. I think it was three six five before that were debating because this lad was saying that he'd bet on someone to have a certain amount of shots on target and the fact that it hit the post. And they were saying, well, if it hit the post, then it's not on target. That's and off target. Was, and they were having a legit argument about this and he was saying how he was robbed and all sorts. It is off target. I think everyone... Go read the small print, son. Yeah. I think as well that the way that Brighton played, they just played brilliantly. They looked the better team for pretty much all of the game. If it wasn't for a few kind of smash and grab chances that United kind of got, they didn't look like they could keep the ball. Are you going to say uh, it's a sign of a good team? No, <laughs> because you say that when the other team doesn't create much, they soak up pressure. They gave up so many chances they just didn't put them away so was... if we talk about the first contentious penalty so Aaron Connolly goes down under a challenge from Pogba the first thing that annoyed me here was when they describe it as just a tangle of legs as if that means it's not a foul I don't, I've never understood that because isn't it not the defender's job to ensure that his legs aren't tangled up with the attackers definitely yeah <laughs> So using that as like, oh, no, it's just a tangle of legs. It's just a tangle of legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you don't have to be a attempted murder to have a penalty. You can have a clumsy one. The clear and obvious thing seems to make no sense as well. They use that as if it's some kind of barometer that justifies their decisions, but the ones that they overturn in that and say are clear and obvious, I'm yet to see one really that is that clear and obvious. We're still debating it. That one, I thought, in the NFL or something like that, once the decision on the field is that it's a penalty, they have to show reasonable explanation as to why it shouldn't be. And I didn't think there was anything in that replay that showed it shouldn't be a penalty. No. No, definitely. I, guess, I, I just thought we reaffirmed it. I, I guess as well that when we were begging for referees to go over and look at the monitor last season, this is what they meant by it, that they put the doubt into their own mind. And then they're so caught up about whether they've made the right decision or not. If they're, they're almost not too sure. critical of themselves, whereas Stockley Park, for all the critique we gave them last season, they would only change something if it was clear and obvious, if that makes sense. I'm not sure it's too much different because I think essentially someone in the box or whatever says, you've made the wrong decision there. Go over and have a look. And then they don't ever go back on that because they've been told in their ear by another mm. referee, you, you made the wrong decision there. Mm. You don't usually see them go over and then they don't give what, or they don't down, overturn yeah. the decision they've made. Yeah. I couldn't believe it got overturned. I just... Like, it wasn't yeah. clear and obvious. It was like a dubious penalty that you could talk about, but the grand scheme of things, if you asked 100 people you'd probably say more than half would say it was a penalty. Mm, like, it was definitely. Like, there was United fans still claiming they're hard done by by officials, which is the most baffling thing in the world. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? Bruno's been getting a bit chopsy recently. What I'm saying, it's not easy scoring from the spot, so I don't know why people make out like it's any different when I'm just putting away penalties. <laughs> 
So I just give the fella some rope. He's hanging himself. Don't worry. As I said, Kermit the Frog. Ever since I've seen that thing, <laughs> can't take him seriously now. <laughs> and so, is it Connolly then? No, Solly March who scores at the back post in like eighty-eight or something like that minute, and we're convinced they've nicked the point that they at least deserved. They go straight down the other end. The commentators are saying, oh, he's gone straight down the other end. Two of the most important headers of his Brighton career. He's headed it off the line. The next thing we know, 10 minutes into injury time, Bruno <laughs> putting a penalty in the back of the net. Playing next goal wins. I, I just, I, I couldn't get it because the final whistle had blown and I am... I was like certain that once the final whistle was blown, no matter what, that's the end of the game. No, there is some like small print that I saw on Twitter in the FA's like sub rules to their sub rules where they say if it's happened during the time there and I think it's basically until they've left the field, then they can pull them up on it. Hmm. That's why cards are giving out after the game's finished. Yeah, but the thing is, though, at the end of the day, that was one of the most blatant penalties you're ever going to see. What, I, don't I don't know, know what the hell he's doing. I don't know. Either. Yeah, what was he because thinking? <laughs> if he doesn't do that, then it's the header is at a catchable height anyway for a keeper. Surely you would like, especially with huh. VAR now as well. In your mind, you're thinking, I should probably not do this. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about some more contentious penalties later, but that was one where. There was no doubt when he was being looked at. You're like, what? Like, he punches the ball. It was irritating having them watch that many replays before they gave it because what are you doing this to? Yeah, we know what's coming. (laughs) That meme from uh, Endgame of Hawkeye said, don't give me hope. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally what it was. It was a very well-taken penalty in the end under pressure, but yeah. Yeah, Even Solskjaer, after the game's gone on, he said, uh, yeah, we got away with one there. Not a yeah. lot more you can say than that. But then he did give it there. We showed great character. Which I think on any other any any other given Sunday, I think Jack might have had something to say about that. But he knows what's coming in there. <laughs> I mean, in two games time about character coming it's, from behind. It's... Two different scenarios completely, let's be honest. I mean, completely different. Like, soaking Wait, up, soaking up well, pressure against Brighton and hanging in. And no, no don't, because is, I, I want you to give all this at once, because <laughs> just so maybe I can, need to, I can take a clip of it or something, because it's going to be bad. I know it is already. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll on what you're saying there, though. Yeah, sorry. On, on what Jack's saying there, though, if you kind of looked at this blankly took away the names you didn't know who was playing you would have assumed Brighton were the team that was supposed to be up near the top and United were a relegation team who were hanging in there and trying to hit them on the break it was yeah. a weird they did Brighton were great in possession had all the chances and it was weird everyone else was just that bad that they got away with it so that, Miller, by the way. that's yeah that's exactly what it is like I do also not, think we're partly giving him too much credit in suggesting it was kind of a game plan to sit back and hit him. It was just <laughs> Brighton were just dominant on the ball and they just couldn't get a hold of the thing. Yeah, I think it, if we'd said that against West Ham, sometimes you it, the ball just falls your way when you need it to. Mm. And that's essentially what happened to them. It was several no, times uh, for them. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I look at all of the time that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been in charge there as well, and I've seen absolutely no improvement. I've seen the odd game where they look like the better team, but they always look worse, and they seem to just shithouse a result because they've got so much pace up top. Um, it's really odd that he's not coming under nearly enough scrutiny that I believe he should be. Well, it goes in their board instead is what they, they're lucky for. But I've, I've never seen a new manager bounce like that. It was like um, that still Dre video with Dre and Snoop with them cars that bounce up and down like you're going to come out the top. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of that bounce they have. That's quite a reference, that. That's yeah. a reference, though, isn't it? I'm pleading that. Bit of a stretch, but <laughs> take it. Do you not think? That's a good I, I, I forgot... I forgot he had said bounce at first. I was thinking, where the fuck's he going? He's like, oh, he's bounced. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Got you. Yeah, that's a bounce. Up yeah, and down. Yeah, yeah. The hydraulics <laughs> have gone, unfortunately. And the bounce isn't there anymore. He's ruined the suspension. <laughs> if if we um, breeze on to Palace Everton, I don't think we need to give too much on this. Uh, Everton, top of the Premier League, um, three wins out of three. Another controversial penalty in this one I remember I was watching the game defender didn't even complain he actually laughed when the when the decision was given I mean this one was bad wasn't it I mean yeah something like that could finish Roy off they need to yeah, Ali McCoy was losing his head <laughs> I saw your tweet as well Byron where BT need to pull out all the stops he's so good to get Ali McCoy and he is he's the closest thing to Andy Gray really that we're going to have he's just I don't know what it is. He's just so natural at it. Whereas Andy Gray and Richard Keyes are the perfect example of. I I, I wish I didn't know anything about them outside of them doing commentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Richard Keyes is absolutely the woke with them hairy hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the penalty in this one. Actually, I think this that's the last bad penalty of the weekend in in that game. <laughs> but Richarlison did what we had to do and then later that evening we had West Brom Chelsea I actually turned this on a bit late because I didn't really see the point in, in putting it on <laughs> big mistake it was, it was one of those games it might work though because that's what happened with Watford Liverpool last year where even yeah. Watford got a goal up I didn't put it on because yeah, yeah. right, so I know what's happening here it's such a weird game I obviously started watching it and was hoping for the best. First of all, we're wearing the worst kit I've ever seen a football team wear. Um, They carried on from what Palace had done in the Everton game. Honestly, it's just... (laughs) You're forgetting about United kit this season, Jack. I would still wager that this one is They've not worn that in a game yet either. Yeah. I've seen it in public. But (laughs) (laughs) still, I mean, I look at that game and I don't understand what more Frank can do defensively because all of the goals were just shit mistakes. Not other OAP at the back would probably help. Well, same as previous games as well, that we've had three goals born out of a direct um, error, the most of any team in the league. And it shows that Frank can work on the back four as much as he wants, but if you've got Alonso heading a ball straight to a West Brom player, 
If you've got, that was so bad. If you've got Thiago <laughs> Silva on his debut, completely misreading how fast the English game is, and doing a Steven Gerrard essentially, um, and then oh, was, just, again, this was the real this was the real quiz though. This was the real quiz. Did did David Luiz bring mistakes to Chelsea, or did Chelsea bring mistakes to David Luiz? Yeah. <laughs> I just and then the next thing you know, you blink and you three 0 down. I'm sat there just almost bemused. I wasn't even angry. I was like, how the fuck is this? How has this happened? Um, Your first the, fir- the first goal. Obviously, you can you can like burgundy with his uh, dog. You can you can allow for one maybe misinterpretation of how fast the game is. But that, they, your defence just didn't look interested. The second goal that you conceded, none of them even look like they're under pressure in the box as the ball's going through the air. They're just sort of casually walking as if the ball's gone out of play. That's the like third was one. No, that was the third one, yeah. That was I the mean, third one, yeah. Again, you're right. Second one was Thiago Silva. It was, a, it was a well-worked goal, that header. Um, but then at the same time, Alonso is acting like a player that knows that they've just signed a £50 million replacement in his position and he just doesn't look asked like the first goal he heads it directly to a West Brom player and they go through with confidence and score then you've got Thiago Silva you 2 nil down you're thinking what the fuck's happening and then you concede that corner and you're just like I, I cannot believe what I'm seeing here and in my head I was thinking if we get one before half time I reckon we could still come back knowing how bad West Brom's defence is and then you've got Tammy missing a glorious chance you've got Werner hitting the bar and I'm just sat there thinking, oh, fuck me, this is not our day. I just can't really see any way back from this. Lampard's, defense, Lampard, Lampard's got, face. Go on, oh, go on. Marcus Alonso, legs look like they've been left in like 2014. Honestly, I don't understand. Obviously, Chilwell played midweek and he's training. So I don't understand what's how he's got back in the team. He didn't want to be up against that pace. You've got Thiago Silva there. 45 years old, partnered by Christensen, <laughs> who was like, he didn't have his milk in school. I've never seen a weakness of a centre-back like it. He got pushed around by Bellerin in the cup final. Let's let's not let that slide for him. He went into a 50-50 with Bellerin and came out on the wrong side. And then you've got Reese James, might have a shot on him. Defensively, my word. I'd rather have Hector. It does make... I mean, Michael Hector like, is from Fulham. He's got. A, I was going to say, yeah, which he's, <laughs> he's got a lot to learn. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's great talent, great on the ball. The problem we've got as well is that in those in in years gone by, with Courtois or Czech in his prime or keepers of that ilk, you would wager that they'd save at least one of those, maybe even two. Um, but when you've got like a 39-year-old Willy Caballero in goal. I just, again, it's, it, you've got no one that, to bail you out. So a mistake, you, you will usually lead to a goal now. I think it's Which, strange, though, because, like, surely as Marcus Alonso isn't fast. And so defensively, Azpilicueta is probably a better option to have there. Then in the middle, you've got Tamori, who looked like he was going to go to Everton. Franks pulled the plug on the deal saying, look, we can get rid of Rudiger, who... Apparently PSG are interested in, which is mental. As I've I said with Barca before, they sign these joke players just to see if it'll work, like they did with um, Kevin Prince-Boateng. <laughs> Kevin Prince-Boateng uh, is now playing in, in, in Div 2, by the way, in Italy. 
bloody hell, Chipper Moting as well. Like, yes. Yeah. What, what weird he actually, that was. He's just rejected a contract. <laughs> they offered him uh, one year and he said he wanted two, so he's going elsewhere. So he hasn't oh, yeah, that's really had it. So, yeah. Surely I mean, Tamori can't be doing that much worse than Christensen, who, I mean, I've got that to bat for. And Zuma can't even make the squad. And well, Norcan Rudiger. This is what I don't get. So, unless he was injured, I would say Zuma is our better centre-back out of Christian and Zuma at the moment. Simple as that. So I don't get why he wasn't playing. Um, he got Alonso, who's always out of position. Like, and he hasn't got the legs to make up for it. It's not like one of these quick right left backs that, that yeah, he might put across him, but he will get put a shift in to get back. There's been plenty of times where he's been on the halfway line when they're in our box and like, arriving late <laughs> like, a, like a midfielder. <laughs> to be fair, against West on? Brom, Frank was probably thinking, who's my better attacking left back? Because we're not going to be doing too much defending. Mm. I mean, there is that. At the same time, it's almost a death sentence with Alonso on the pitch now. Because <laughs> he's just... So he is if he's he, at the wheel. <laughs> like, yeah. we, what is Frank's style of football? He looks like he doesn't know himself. Well, attack, attack, it, attack. It's, it's not even that. Yeah, a little like, about first, again, but no. now it looks like he doesn't, know who his, he doesn't even know who his best team is. I think as well, don't, don't forget, we've just out. got a ton of new signings. This is... Really, last season you don't get you don't get that down leeway. the <clears throat> You do with a transfer not Chelsea. I think you will. The thing is, the way that we go, we play going forward. We look. He's got two decent. months left to win me some money. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, let's talk about the second half where we actually did come back and draw the game. I thought that was how I assumed the game would go without the three goals conceded. Can you I'm put not... it down to you playing? well West Brom playing worse because I spoke to um, some me and Sean though who's a West Brom fan and I sort of thought the issue was that they didn't really choose to carry on sticking it to Chelsea I thought them taking off Callum Robinson who was obviously causing fits to Chelsea just by how quick he was for Hal Robson Carnu who's more going to try and bully you which is bread and butter for like an experienced player like whether it's Alonso Azpilicueta Thiago mm-hmm. Silva and then, but they also didn't sit back and get eleven men behind the ball. They kind of did somewhere in between, and that was the worst thing they could have done. They needed to commit either way. I mean, what I don't get about Chelsea is that they did stick a lot of players behind the ball, and where Liverpool under the Bre- under Brendan Rodgers came unstuck against that because they would still trust the process and just try and pass it into Suarez, pass it into the box, no crosses. Whereas now under Klopp, they've their movement is so good that they will pass it through you. But if you're going to sit in the box, they'll go around the outside and whip it in. And you've got players like Mane, who's one of the shortest players on the pitch, scoring headers regularly. Um, I'd be more cocky if we were playing them tonight. And I, was saying, <laughs> and I don't want to jinx it. I was, I was looking at the options that we had of Tammy, Giroud, who were all on the pitch, and Werner was on the pitch. I thinking, why are we not whipping more balls in? Like, you've got two mm. tall players that we're playing so many people up the pitch, which cause them a problem. Let them kick it to us. But the problem is, if you lose a ball when you're doing pass and build-up play and you're doing, trying to do really intricate and you're already pushed up the pitch like we always are, which leaves our defence exposed, all it takes is one interception and one missed tackle. And they're through on goal, essentially. So I, you want one of those kind of whip it in, the, put it in the mixer and then they'll think anywhere will do. And that's how we got our final goal, where 
we put a cross in, it was just random bodies of bad clearance. Very and fortunate. From it. How's, how's, of all the handballs given, they decided to just ignore that one. Well, it's a different rule change, isn't it? Again, it, we had this one disallowed. Di- it's we so had, stupid. We, ha- we had one disallowed against Ajax for exact, pretty much exactly the same reason. The handball in the build-up. Um, but because obviously they touched it and they could have cleared it and they didn't, that's why it was allowed to stand because it's a different phase of play. I don't necessarily think I agree with it, but it is what it is. I guess that's kind of what we've got, the cards we've been dealt this season. The FA just love Chelsea, don't they? (laughs) It's it's not the FA, is it? It's ICAF and UEFA and FIFA that have implemented these rules that have to be blanket across all FAs now, where... That we have to abide by it. It's not our ruling. How how quick? Because it looks like Pulisic. I've not said anything to say he's going to be back imminently. How soon do you think he sticks Werner out left and goes back to uh, Plan Giroud? Well, this is what when he things did. were hairy last season. It was very much. Well, this is get in there, Ollie, and sorts out. It's true, but Tammy's got two and two, and that's what he did. Much against what I thought was going to happen, but I guess because when you got your two first choice, Lacazette's got two in two. It's not. I still don't yeah. want him starting. No, that's true. But <laughs> that's what he did on Saturday, wasn't it? Whereas you were saying in the lead up to the Premier League season, what do you think the chance of him sticking out wide and tell me up? Someone's like, I doubt that's going to happen. And then I had to eat my words because that's exactly what happened on Saturday, <laughs> and it didn't really work. Um, it's not until we changed formation where we looked like we were causing a bit more problems and. It was a really odd game to watch because it was kind of just... It was like a FIFA match. That's the way I attributed it in my mind, where you're losing against the computer, against this, a ridiculously low elite, like low down the league team, where you've had like 30 shots and they've had one and it goes in because it's scripted or whatever. And then you just end up throwing on all your wingers into left wing back positions, all your strikers into like attacking mids, and then just trying to plough the box with as many <laughs> like bodies as you can. And that's exactly what happened. We had Callum Hudson-Doy playing left wing back. <laughs> with Werner being there, it may, it may just be that that was where Frank thought he'd get more of the ball because by the time he had the chance to take it down, control it in the middle of the park, then the way West Brom defend, he was surrounded. It's the same as we play a bamming out left because he gets more of the ball than he does through the middle and he has more chance to influence the game. Yeah. Alexis Sanchez had the issue where he was moved through the middle like, He's this clinical, put him through the middle, he'll score more. It doesn't work like that. So I imagine I do, that could be part of the idea against a team like that, that there's more space out wide than there is on the middle. I do think as well that if we have Pulisic and Ziyech both fit, then he's not going to put Werner out wide. I think Ziyech is weird though, because he was meant to be back maybe, like they were hoping by the first game of the season. It was such a weird challenge as well. Like He hurt his knee. He didn't go down. He just started limping. <sighs> It was a That's pre-season game against Brighton. And then all of a sudden, he's been out now for, what, six, seven weeks? Yeah. And like Pulisic, quite had the same injury in the same game. And he's been back for like, what, two weeks, three weeks? Say, hypothetically, we've got the Chelsea team that you have there, the starting lineup on Saturday. And you put Declan Rice in that team. <laughs> How does the game play out? I don't know. I don't think any differently because of how... I would hope so for the money he's going to cost that it would be a lot different. I want him scoring all three. Well, this is what I don't (laughs) get. I don't get why we're going out there to spend that money. 
unless he really wants rid of Jorginho and he wants to really hold down a Kante, Declan Rice midfield. I thought the and idea the front was that four do their bit. Rice is going to be played as a centre back. See, I heard that as well. It just like, Mason Mount's lonely or something, and he just wants to be his <laughs> This is exactly like if if he hadn't come through our youth setup and he wasn't best mates with Mason Mount, I don't think he hasn't shown me anything, especially with England, because that's what I would say is probably more transferable because we have most of the ball. Him with the ball doesn't really do anything for me. I don't. I I, I think that he wants to play. A defensive solid, a solid defensive mid alongside Kante, they'll patrol midfield and they'll just let the front four do whatever the hell they want. That's the only thing I can think of. I've seen that Chelsea, like most others, need to sell players before they can buy now. Um, I've seen that they want 20 million for Emerson. So, like a lot of teams, which we'll get onto when we go through the transfers, needs to be more realistic with the, the money they're asking for. I don't get it as well because I'd rather have Emerson as a backup to chill. United want thirty million for Chris Smalling. Jesus, <laughs> that's what the holdup is. But a couple more games to go through. Um, Burnley, Southampton. I don't think we need to go too in depth there. Danny Ings gets on the score sheet within the first five minutes, and then uh, they see it out. So clean sheet for them after getting decimated by Spurs the weekend before. We've got Sheffield against Leeds and. Sheffield's rough time at the moment has carried on with them conceding an 88th minute winner to Bamford again who's making some people eat their words maybe on Bielsa as much as Bamford that he's got him scoring goals in the Premier League and they win a a Yorkshire derby I I worry for Sheffield Sheffield United because they do not look anything close to what they had last season. They spent cash as well. I know. I don't get you it. You think that, um, that O'Connell's got a knee surgery? They reckon he could be after the year. And, what um, Amper doing? He's brought that losing culture from Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose it's, it's that sort of side that if they don't get a bit of momentum together, a few like a bit of a winning streak together, at least for one phase of this season. That's it. So yeah, definitely. I think we've got too many gash teams in the league for them to be in too much trouble. But yeah, we're not expecting them to be pushing top four like they were last year. This season is throwing up some absolute, like just mental results that no one can predict. Mm. Like Chelsea getting a draw, West Brom. (laughs) It's just you can't predict anything. Like Akers, they're just not a thing this year. After that, then we have Spurs going against Newcastle, full of confidence after what had happened with um, the weekend before against Southampton. By the way, I don't think I mentioned it. Where is it? I didn't tell you the FIFA ratings for Bale or Ziyech, did I? Bale's at like something ridiculous, like 83, isn't it? 83, yeah. So, Bloody oh, hell. I said, he hasn't been playing, so you could kind of say it's justified. Yeah, you could, but Pogba's still getting an eighty-six. So <laughs> he still had more. He still had more game time than Bale, though. What's he at? Eighty-five. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Take that. Ollie Watkins is doing everything to not get me any fantasy points. <laughs> he looks like he keep, I think he looks like that Jordan Muffler of Ireland, which does my Sweden as well. Um, my boy so 
Spurs Newcastle. Neither team yeah. played particularly well outside of Spurs in the first twenty-five minutes, probably. Yeah. Where they could have had three or four. Yeah, they it's got a goal it... with Lucas Moura in the twenty-fifth minute, and it was—I I don't know if they took their foot off the gas or just had bad luck. That—that's it. Was a sort of game where you'd expect Carrie Kane to get a decent brace of goals, and he just wasn't. I mean, I, I, did any of you? I, I assume you guys watched the game, but did any of you yeah. notice how deep Kane was having to come back from when the ball was in our phase of the, when it was in our area of the pitch? He I, got I can understand by like a, the likes of you saying he's your new playmaker last week. I know, <laughs> yeah. but when I say when I say deep, so there was a few phases of play where we were coming bit like coming out of our box and the ball was not forward, and you'd expect to see a player right on their back on on their back on their back marker. Some was maybe a little bit sort of coming up from our side of the pitch on the wing, but Kane just wasn't there. You look back and Kane's just making his way out, out, out of the box and it wasn't a corner or anything like that. He's just coming back so deep. I mean, I can understand he's not the fastest option in our in our team. So I can understand you want Sun really hanging around along those sort of those back line, those black back liners. But if you want I still think that Kane can cause problems in you want him. You want him at the scoring end of the pitch. So if the phase of play moves into the opposing team's box, he can then get there in time. Because right Some of now, just wanting to be involved, I think. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't get it really. Obviously, Sun's now are injured, so we're going to have that pace missing from our squad um, for a bit longer. Of all the players that I was expecting to get injured in the next month or so, it wasn't going to be him, but it's happened. Um, but like like you said, like the opening the opening twenty minutes, you know, we we looked good. We things that we looked like we had a system going. Um, both, um, but uh, I think like Lacelso looked a little bit more lively again. Looked like he was moving in the right direction. But yeah, I, ironically, we should have got at least two more goals realistically in that first half, and it came back to haunt us at the end. Um, we always say yeah. in in the league, you, you can't let these teams think that they have a chance. Yeah, I said it with Arsenal last season, particularly. We it probably with West, West Brom this time, and all sorts of other games. <laughs> you can't let them think they have any kind of chance because yeah, they probably will get one. And we go up the other end. Andy Carroll makes a nuisance of himself. Yeah, and Eric, Eric Dyer Do- punches the ball. Eric Dyer, <laughs> oh, don't you dare! Eric the spinning Dyer, back elbow. <laughs> Eric Dyer must be so bloody frustrated because he should have buried. That, like, people, like obviously the main talking point is that handball decision, um, but he missed a header which he should have buried in that first half. Um, he, you know, it was prime position for him, and he didn't manage to bury it. But yeah, like, I mean, if we're going to go on to that decision at the end, how was, how class was Jose? Walking down the tunnel, fast. <laughs> Unreal fast. that was. <laughs> I rewound it. Yeah, honestly, I think um, Carrick. Uh, singing um, name killed me as well. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Carragher was not happy. Carragher was bang on right. He, was, he, he was. wasn't. He wasn't. He, when he said, so how, he speaks so, on behalf of everyone that isn't a Newcastle fan. No, <laughs> don't speak on my behalf. Then <laughs> I was cackling. No, you're being childish. That's it's a joke. It's an absolute if joke. If that happened to Arsenal, you're telling me you wouldn't be cracking up. 
if that happened to Arsenal, I would have at least a bit of a bit about me to say, yeah, that's not a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was a penalty. I just said I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, right. Fair enough, then. Fair enough. So as long as we're on the same cards, then it's not a penalty. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I said I'll laugh now until it goes against us tonight, but it's going to happen to everyone at some point. So you may as well laugh when it happens to someone else, particularly. <laughs> it's happened to us three times in the last two games. I'm telling you, you got away with one to get to the we Champions League final against City. Uh, uh, yeah, Never forget it. that. No. <laughs> you know, competition doesn't count. The Cowboys coach said that he once prayed to the gods for a field goal to go through. And then if it happened, he wouldn't wish for anything again. And he said ever since, every time there's a kick, he wishes and looks to the sky saying, I wish I could take that back. <laughs> Jose has made far too many of them. <laughs> and so he's not going to get that kind of luck anymore. One too many deals with the devil. I did see a clip of him earlier where someone said, like, people wonder why this man wasn't liked in his first uh, time in England. And they were saying, like, do you think when I think he'd won the League Cup or something in his first season? And they said, do you think you've gone some way now to making a point in England? And he said, Alex Ferguson's the only other one here as a European champion. Why do I need to prove anything? With just the straightest look on his face. It was, it's quite easy to see why nobody likes you here. <laughs> his interview after the game, did you see the one with BBC, I think it was, saying the, pen, the reason the penalty was given was because Tottenham aren't respected. What? He said, what? he said, nobody treats Tottenham with enough respect for a club of the stature they are. He was like, they just don't give me enough respect. Said, Can you give us your thoughts on the penalty? And he Bloody said, um, if I want to give my money, I'll give it to charity, not to the FA. I saw that headline. Does that bit? Yeah, so the, sure. the interviews of BBC saying Spurs for the club they are, they aren't treated with enough respect. So, so if they were just some Tim Pot club, it would have been, a, it'd have been sound. <laughs> If this is Burnley, but well, look, come on, it's Burnley. We'll just let him have that one against them. He also said he wouldn't. He there's no other club in the world he'd rather manage than Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> than the people currently paying his wages. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> when they were showing it on the replay, Alex, what were you thinking? Uh, before it had been officially given. Yeah. I, I I'd uh, I'd already conceded that it was going to go against us. <laughs> It must be somewhat worse because like when we had checking goal, I would assume every penalty is going in. With Lloris's record, it must make it that bit worse because he does give you hope that he yeah, might yeah. actually save it. He got a touch to it, you know, when he when he when he made contact with it, it was like watching it in slow motion. I thought he'd saved it, but nah, it's just yeah. The whole I I I pretty much rage quit before the penalty was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was you used some I was quite foul language towards me. Well, what did you expect? That I'll tell you what. Me and Frank I'm just Lampard, asking if you were doing the podcast. Me, me and Frank Lampard had one thing in common that like, this weekend, and it was that facial expression of that photo that I put in the group chat. <laughs> he looks seriously unhappy, doesn't he? he look, sometimes they go your way, Alex. Sometimes they don't. Well, I was I sat Spurs way since the sixties. I don't think. I was sat there. I was sat there watching it and. The mum looks at me uh, when that's been given. <laughs> You're going to be in a bad mood now the rest of the day. 
she's yeah. saying to you, that's a penalty, Alex. Come on, that's the rules. <laughs> I don't like the rule, but it's there. See, the go, going from that point there, like, it's the worst ever. Sarah did the same to me. She came in, she'd got in at half time and saw that Chelsea were 3 0 down. She was like, it's better not mean you're in a bad mood for the rest of the evening. And it's like, <laughs> they're, they're, them, them saying that yeah. makes you yeah. even worse. Because you just stare at them like, you don't understand the pain that I'm going through. Well, I, was big, I was kicked out of the house when Arsenal conceded a 97th minute penalty to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go to five aside and be pushed over in the rain by a John Carew lookalike. <laughs> right when uh, when uh, I think my mum's, like, my brother's gone back to university now. And uh, so there isn't any Chelsea fans in the house currently. And uh, the last time, it, she, my mum's over the moon with that, particularly when she saw what the score was at the weekend, being 3-0 down. And it was put in the group chat, thank God none of you are here. Because the last one was a big one when, obviously, Chelsea lost in the final to Arsenal. Yeah, he'd have ignored her, wouldn't he? That's what he does yeah. when Chelsea and, lose. And Harry, Harry <laughs> the youngest one, he stormed upstairs and he slammed his door so bloody hard. And then, yeah, that was it. Up there. <laughs> slam that, <laughs> slam that door. <laughs> but, yeah. What? So Spurs do nick a point against Newcastle, and then we also had after that City and City and Leicester. Morris scored a peach to put City ahead early, and much like I used to do with City, you kind of assume that's that's the game done for them. But the way they defend, you can't do I don't that. Think can you? Expected it to be five Leicester to put five past him. First no. time a Guardiola side's conceded five goals. Crazy. That's all the errors in this the penalties in this game either. No, they didn't complain that's, about any of them either, did they? That's the first time his uh, Guardiola side's conceded five goals. Or yeah, did they not? I thought. What was this? What, what was the score when League he game. was managing Bayern Munich and they went up against Barcelona and he went with that outrageous that was two legs, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I thought the first game where he went with that outrageous lineup of lot, right, hardly playing a defender in the Bayern Munich squad and he got his ass handed to him. Well, that's <laughs> what they said on commentary, so uh, take it, it up the- with them if it's, uh, if it's wrong. Also, the first time City had conceded five at home in a league game since they played Arsenal in, two, in February 2003. Whew. Yeah, so... First time Pep Guardiola has seen a side he's managing concede five in what was his 686th game in the dugout. Yeah, I think that Bayern one was 3-0, then 4-1, wasn't it? And it was 7-1 aggregate. That was it. Christ. So, we've got a Vardy hat-trick. We've got Madison, who scored a peach. I don't know if uh, anyone's going to be overly critical of the keeper, because, I mean, it wasn't in the corner, so... No, that was a hell of a strike. That was a hell of a strike. I'm just opening it up. Two Pepe Reyners wouldn't have saved that. That fellow that could have saved the the Coutinho free kick against Arsenal. Maybe he could have saved it. I'm so gutted I can't find that on YouTube. (laughs) Spent my hours looking. Um, (laughs) Nathan Ake scores a goal back for City, but I don't... I assume... Pep didn't think signing Nathan Ake and suddenly defence was going to be sound. He looks so small as a centre-back as well. Like, tiny. Cavani's left-footed. <laughs> that, yeah, that's why he's been signed. If he was right-footed, there's no way they would have signed him. Well, they've got Ruben Diaz coming in. 
he's he's signing today. Probably be announced tomorrow. This takes he's, this Pep spending to four hundred mil. Well, just over isn't it? Just over four hundred million on defenders alone. It's yeah. Day. Christ. Which is just obscene. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said you could you could spend twenty thousand every day for the next fifty four years, and you still wouldn't have spent as much as City have on defenders. That's frightening. That is. <laughs> that's insane. That is mental. Like that's just mental. I'd quite like that having to spend twenty grand a day. <laughs> Bad enough when you've got like a minimum order on just eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Like twenty grand a day, I don't think you would live for fifty-four years. For no, oh, I wouldn't. No, I just eat orders there. Crikey, they need two cars. <laughs> <laughs> Four Chicago towns a day. <laughs> no, I do. I remember once when I was desperate for um, Go Perry, where they changed it to a twenty-pound minimum order, and it was even worse because I thought I finally got to the twenty pounds. And they'd put 15% off all orders. But you still have to spend £20 to get their orders. So I had the food, I was only me eating it. I've never felt so ill because I really don't want to waste this. You can't chuck a burger in the fridge. And there's only so many cans you can order where you feel like you're getting some kind of money's worth. I had some burger with like jalapeno and pineapple in the burger. Just It's on the menu. Just add it and have a look. <laughs> my mum came in and asked what was wrong I said eating too much Just to get a grip and left <laughs> but uh, 20 grand crikey <laughs> if you had to do that that would be quality um, back to Pep spending it on defenders instead yeah no creativity there <laughs> they've got Ruben Diaz coming in, which supposedly is going to free up Eric Garcia. It looks like, I don't know what Barca are smoking with the defenders they go for. But Ruben Diaz, he's a good defender. He's a, he's a young defender, so he's going to be there for, for years to come. But that's not going to sort their defence out overnight. And there's Aaron, no fear factor with City anymore either, is it? You go no, that beyond. air of invincibility is gone, hasn't it? So it's going to be interesting. I know there's the clip which I put in the chat earlier that of Sterling that came out obviously before this game of him doing into Laura Woods that Liverpool fans are quite unhappy about because he laughs, saying that Liverpool that he was asked, "What do you think when you hear pundits saying now that this Liverpool team can go on and win the league for the next two, three, four years?" And he laughs and. Saying, what an arrogant guy he is. This is so disrespectful. Is this an old interview as well, or is this new? Because I'm, I'm sure I've, I've, done, I, like... I've just seen it pop up on Twitter. So. Yeah, I thought I saw this doing the rounds last season at some point as well. I could be wrong. It may well have been because but, um, he, he references when the boys come back. So it may yeah. be one of them. Some big accounts shared it, and that's why it's back in the public eye. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't... What's he supposed I mean, to I say? No, no, they're yeah. definitely going to win the league and we're not. I don't. Because I saw something with Liverpool fans and I don't know if they were insinuating that it was a race thing or not, but they were saying if Andy Robertson said the same thing, you'd all be loving it, which they would because Andy Robertson, Liverpool have been searching to have some kind of shit out since Suarez, which is a big gap to fill. <laughs> Rob, Robertson seems to be filling that and so if he was to say it, I'm sure Liverpool fans would enjoy it. If, 
in that scenario, if someone on our team said it, then I'd enjoy it. It's... Yeah, football fans aren't the sharpest, are they? Someone asked on Twitter today why England have still not adopted like the all-star format that you get in American sports. I remember on one of our first podcasts ever we did it, didn't we, where we said, why is there no all-star game in England? So you get a player from Liverpool, a player from City, and you pick it that way rather than doing North versus South or something like that. Yeah. And it's because we can't take any kind of players being competitive between each other outside of the pitch. You wouldn't get any of the, the banter. You wouldn't have the Russ and KD being on the same team and that kind of thing because... I thought, say, football fans as a whole, we're all too sensitive. So you, yeah. you wipe out such a big thing that you could have this. And everything's Very too annoying. polished. When they do, they have to apologise for everything. So. Yeah. We always go back to that Carl Walker tweet. but Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you think you learnt more about Leicester or more about City after yesterday? I think the Leicester is exactly how we expect them to play. I mean, they said, Pep Guardiola came out and said, oh, only one team wanted to play. And I, was like, I don't think that's quite how it no, was. No, no, not Did you see the Rodri like, quote as well? Yeah. What, what did he say? I'll read it to you. So he said, for me, they were lucky. Football has not been fair <laughs> to us. We did a lot of good things to win. Leicester comes here and plays with 11 guys behind the ball. Games like this, the opposition do nothing. You're a bit confused. It's not the way I like to play. It's the equivalent of when a, a cool fight. just stand yeah. in the pocket and allow themselves to get, to get, well, to get decked. It's not, yeah, like, it's, but, not, it's not like they came no. in and snatched a 1-0 <laughs> win. No, that's it. Even they then, yes, it sounds so great. But yeah, they scored five fucking I, I just it's, don't... It's very peculiar. Yeah, I, I think that they played in a particular way. They played in a smart way. It wasn't... They, they weren't keeping the ball, but when they had the ball... They were penetrating City like I've never seen them penetrated before. It was just like me. <laughs> an, an, an absolute rodding. <laughs> I was enjoying what Vardy was doing until I saw I, he was in your draft team. Yeah, what but the chances? It, half your team's injured, yet Vardy. That's correct. I got I got four no, I got fifteen points that weekend and fourteen of them were from Vardy. And you've got you've got another sixteen on the bench that are gonna come on. Yeah, that's true. So I haven't, cha- been, I haven't uh, changed wallet. I haven't, haven't changed my team from uh, from the first weekend I've lost. Oh, don't worry, I took Madison out before this weekend, so <laughs> Oh Jesus. Because he wasn't playing. Um That that one Vardy goal where he's uh, flicked it across. I wasn't Very as nice. perplexed as the commentators who said they needed to rename him because they'd never seen that skill before. I was going to uh, say, Alexis Sanchez not... scored one of them against um, United. Giroud have a spell where he did a few, yeah. that, didn't he? So yeah. He scored one um, like that on his um, first North London derby. He, him at the front post is mm. like bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens next time for City. I'm not entirely sure who they have next as to whether they going to bounce back uh, they have Burnley in the cup and then they have Leeds away oh that's a corker Pep's going to be uh, right up in the Gucci Bielsa before that I'm sure of course and then they've got Arsenal so if they do lose two in a row 
should be able to get back on track there. You know he's getting slapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when you'd celebrate City or um, Liverpool losing and see that they've got you next. I think, oh, Christ. <laughs> um, so we've got one more game. So West Ham against Wolves. I don't think even the most audacious West Ham fan would have predicted they put four past Wolves and keep a clean sheet. They'll be asking no. David Moyes to stay home. I couldn't believe it. That's what I mean by the Premier League this season just throwing out some absolute mental results that no one in their right minds would ever come close to predicting. I don't think anyone, like West Ham fans, Wolves fans, neutrals, even saw West Ham winning that game. No. Let alone winning it 4-0. He isn't good. I don't know. He's doing his best to try and disprove that. I'm spearing him on, but he, he knows how to put himself about, which for a team like West Ham, as much as they feel they shouldn't be in that position, probably goes along uh, a lot further than someone like Leeds, who've brought in Rodri to be a bit more of a technician up top. That makes far more sense, doesn't it, for, for West Ham's point of view, because they aren't playing pretty football. They just need Antonio in there making a nuisance of himself, and he does <laughs> yeah. do that for 90 minutes every single game. Yeah, he knows what he is, doesn't he? And... He's like a slightly less good version of Calvert-Lewin. Knows what he is, plays to his strengths. Yeah, did you, did you see um, Ancelotti's interview about Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison? No. He said um, if the pair of them don't score 20 goals each this season, they'll be disappointed. <laughs> Pressure's on. Yeah. Calvert-Lewin's <laughs> doing his best to uh, have it done before Christmas. <laughs> That's why Richarlison's on pens. That's why he always is constantly so fuming. <laughs> Don't be coming out and saying that. West Ham, I'll, I'll be honest, once I saw the game was only going one way, I did switch back to the NFL, but David Moyes playing football manager in real life, just with better graphics, sitting there behind the screen, doing the team talk behind the screen and watching it all play out on the pitch. You got a worldie. I still put that down to more of a bad day for Wolves than if I was a West Ham fan. I wouldn't be getting too carried away because it'd be just their way that they'll play someone like Burnley next week and have eight put past him. For both fan bases, it must be so strange because West Ham fans obviously seeing what they can do, even though they turn in shit performances more often than not. But then, and then from Wolves, I mean, there's bad, and then there's what they turned in that. <laughs> I mean, he's probably, on paper they should be great but it just doesn't just doesn't add up probably more frustrating as you said where you can see what they can do as your dad yeah. reacting to West Ham winning like that it's normally like uh, it's normally say uh, we could have had five or something <laughs> there's always <laughs> like, something they can find a negative in there I, I need them to get Unai Emery in I really want that to happen when they were linked with him briefly West Ham yeah Christ alive. He was on the touchline this week, not knowing how to work his face mask, so not much has changed. Poor bloke. <laughs> yeah, I did see some harsh words going his way. So he's left us now. We don't need to carry on like this. <laughs> I'd say three weeks after call him a war criminal. <laughs> so I said I we'll think... finish off with some transfer gossip because we've got the deadline next week, so we'll we'll do something special for that, I'm sure. And we are actually exactly four weeks away from uh, Alex, Rory and 
Keenan's world record attempts. So, Alex, you best get practicing some of them grapes. Uh, where, uh, I thought that surely that's cancelled now because we can't do it. No, we can. There's, as long uh, as there's no more than six of us. And no, no, with, no, it's, uh, it, no, it's six people in total from two different households. Alex, are you trying to back out of this? <laughs> I make that. Those are the rules. When can can you hear the like, news? Uh, like, came out and his words. He it said, was... as long as it's not Animal House style party, he doesn't expect <laughs> anyone to be reported. Hey, look, look, if you want, hey, those were what he said. It was two sep- six different people from two different households. So in- That's what he inches said. Inches away from kicking you off this call. <laughs> mate, I, mate, don't be angry at me. You don't awesome. need to be angry at me. You need to be Talking angry about at households, I saw you out with two birds, I might add, on your Instagram story. Are they <laughs> from the same household? How many other people were there? Hey, hey, that wasn't in a household, though. That was out in the open. All right, we'll do, it in the gar- we'll do it in my garden. Yeah, Get your that, wet suit right. on. going to be a bit cold. To, you want me too cold? <laughs> that's true. That is true. But oh, as for Rory's nuggets, we don't want them getting cold, so we'll be doing that in my room. Also, I know you what you're laughing at, TK, but we're not going <laughs> to... No, we won't. We won't do it. No, nuggets. We'll leave it. <laughs> Alex... As someone, as someone that has to go according to time trials and things quite regularly, you must be a good timekeeper, I would assume. I am, yeah. Because one of the requirements is uh, having a timekeeper on board who has some experience uh, with uh, leisure activities. So I'm okay. afraid it's professional business for you. So there's your out. Hey, anything to do with the pod is professional business. Yeah. We're going to have a laptop set with a timer there for uh, the fans at home. We need two timekeepers. We need someone to be holding the camera. We'll have some commentary, which we'll uh, do at the time, but probably add it in finer quality later on and hopefully have some records set. So I would encourage you to do some practice before, Alex, because you need to know whether... uh, you can't double fist it. You can only use one hand on the grapes at any one time is one thing. So, Wait, so I've got I can't, I can't use both my hands to get in those grapes. <laughs> but the rules do say that you can only use one hand at a time. But it doesn't say just one hand. No, you can mix and match. There's go. Oh God, that's got. It's got to be. That's got to be. Preci- I am going to need to practice. <laughs> gonna have to be. Gonna have to be shoveling those in with precision. Can't be having to break them. So many innuendos and fine bites. Well, just make sure you're practicing, okay? You practice for uh, your triathlons and you might have a bit more success with these. You won't be falling off anywhere. It just might have a bit of a uh, grip yeah. overload. Yeah. I'm assuming it it's not really one you can go at twice either, because if you failed the first time, you're probably not going to want to get another 80 grapes down here. <laughs> No, I'm gonna just be sat there and be like, nah, again, <laughs> do it again. <laughs> you have to get back up too. <laughs> yeah, Alex, Alex has gone into Alex has gone into hospital. It's, not, <laughs> uh, it's just never too strong. Great. <laughs> Keenan having to eat a donut with no hands is going to be so animalistic. It's going to be, you know, when you see in like horror films where they have the like white padded room and you have the the blood just all over the walls, in with a jam donut <laughs> on the table. He's going to be looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go through this transfer gossip before we finish because it doesn't like Kieran Tierney's with the Arsenal team, so that's good news. Um, 
Manchester United have made contact with France midfielder N'Golo Conte's advisors about a move from Chelsea. But any deal is dependent on the 29-year-old taking a big cut on his 300 grand a week wages. If there's even the slightest bit of truth to that, United's transfer strategy seems to be to make the move as unappealing as possible for all involved (laughs) and hope that the fact they're Man United is enough to get it over the line. Yeah, <laughs> goes in nicely with the next one. Manchester United are also preparing a final 90 million bid to sign England midfielder Jadon Sancho from Dortmund, having missed out on Gareth Bale and Jack Grealish. Them saying this is our final bid, who are they supposed to be scaring with that? <laughs> this is our final bid that is still 40 million below what you value. Jaden Sancho to be at and I'm warning you you better accept it I know we said the last one was final but we mean it this time this yeah. is final and I think as well that with all of this that Dortmund's position hasn't changed it's always been no. that's the price pay it or that's it as as we said they are going to spend money United and I might see if I can get Connor locked in to be on next week's podcast because he he defended Di Maria's tenure at United. So <laughs> when they when they sign Igalo permanently on deadline day, and he's telling us that look they still want the best attack in England, this could be something to behold. So <laughs> we'll also need someone to uh, get in. Hopefully, you can get a Declan Rice bidding war going between United and Chelsea. What deadline awesome. day that would be. Um, Paris Saint-Germain have been in touch with Chelsea over signing Italy midfielder Jorginho, 28 on loan. They asked um, Thomas Tuchel about this after the game yesterday and he did smile and then said, I can't talk about players at other clubs. So looks like there could be some legs in at least Jorginho leaving, whether it's to Paris Saint-Germain or Arsenal. Who knows? That's I think, an odd move. Yeah, he's not wanted at Chelsea. He's not a bad player, is he? Like, if if no. he's not bad, the way no. we play, it would just have to be Jorginho or Xhaka. Mm. And I assume, I mean, you don't ideally want either one as your first choice. So having a tandem of those, if they were together, that that was be... what was in my head. Was I was just thinking this is just maybe the slowest midfield imaginable. <laughs> it would just be flashy long-range passes, although. He's worth an extra ten million for them penalties alone. I do love oh. those pens. I love they the last great. one. Yeah, they look great <laughs> when they go in. Yeah, uh, Lazio could make a move for two Manchester United midfielders: thirty-two-year-old Spaniard Juan Mata and Brazilian Andreas Pereira. The Andreas Pereira deal uh, is going to be confirmed in the next few hours. Their director of football has just come out and confirmed. Would be nice to see Juan Mata get a move. I know, Jack, I referenced on a podcast that you weren't on recently that in what may have been a weak moment, you did say to me that you would have swapped three of Chelsea's Premier Leagues just to have kept Juan Mata at the club when he left. No, I said De Bruyne. I said one Premier League and... It was Mata. It was absolutely Mata. It was Mata. I did love Mata, though. I don't remember this. I'll find the text, but with... uh... With him being there. Uh... Sounds like Jack's made a bold claim and is realising now. That... <laughs> what was I thinking? 
This is actually my mistake on this occasion. I'll uh, put my hands up here. Oh, you're adamant. He did, he did say how painful it was, but with the crossover, I'm talking about Matt's beard. And he says <laughs> Jose came in and sold De Bruyne, Mata, Lukaku and Salah. I'd trade the Premier League he won to have kept those players. So we're somewhere in between. Yeah. And he only won one when he came back. So it would have been one Premier League. And I'd stand by that. Because having Salah, De Bruyne, Mata and Lukaku, I think, would have kind of, you would have got Premier Leagues out of that either way. Would have been fun to watch even if you didn't. Yeah. It's all Lamar, honestly. Garbage. If Chelsea have the nerve to call this a derby when they play in this season, they okay. should be kicked out of the league. <laughs> Fulham. Fulham, yeah. We don't call it a, a derby. They kind of... Well, I remember going to watch the Chelsea Fulham game and we just chanting, we don't hate you, we don't hate you because you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the, yeah. out, we don't hate you yeah like that sure was you weren't just mishearing Chelsea 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 mm. <laughs> um, no was, they brought out they actually no they brought out George Groves at half time because he's a Chelsea fan and, went, and the Fulham fans we don't booed like him. to be reminded of that yeah that's what, and uh, the Fulham fans booed him that's uh, when it started <laughs> it would be cool to see a matter in Spain Probably be it'd be cooler if he could go to like France or somewhere like that or Italy where he can have a bit more time because he's not the quickest these days. But even at 32, there's a better player than to be kept out of the team by the likes of uh, Nemanja Matic. So yeah, I think as well that with Matter that if he was given if he'd stayed at Chelsea, he was flying, like he was unbelievable, and then it just never worked at United. It just just didn't work. So and you never Oscar saw the same player again. Said, uh, William and David Luiz are telling me come to Arsenal. You stay in China over there. We're just a little Brazilian boys club over here. You stay over there. Spurs news. Bournemouth's Norway forward Josh King is being monitored by Tottenham Hotspurs. They look to sign a striker before deadline. Um, they're also interested in Switzerland striker Harris Seferovic, who's looked garbage every time I've seen him, but it looks like they want some kind of big man. Um, once Benfica's Portugal defender Ruben Diaz confirms his move to City, it could free up Eric Garcia to go to Barca. AC Milan remain in talks with Spurs of rivalry coach right-back Serge Aurier. They maintain they still want £20 million. And Milan have also inquired about Max Ahrens. Is anyone had a worse transfer window than Max Ahrens? So oh, far, no. Norwich have rejected bids from Bayern Munich, Barcelona... And if they cost him going to AC Milan, that is horrific. Yeah, he should tear the place down, shouldn't he? He's still expecting him to play as well, so it's not even like they're saying, look, you sit out of this while you get your head straight. They're saying, we've got a championship to try and win. Yeah, vile, because especially as there's no hope now, because Barca have just signed a replacement when they signed Sergio Dest. And... Bayern, it looks like if they don't usually get themselves in some kind of uh, kind of bidding war, do they? They kind of say either you agree to join us a summer in advance and we'll take you for free, or you accept our first bid, or we'll go elsewhere. So hmm. people turning up bids is just too alien to Bayern; they just can't work yeah. that out. <laughs> Even Milan's a bit of a come down, but it would still be. I mean, Max Aaron's Norwich to Milan is a very cool move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do still think Milan 
and I don't know what it's like for people who obviously are at the level who have the off- offers to go there. Playing for Milan must still have some kind of like some sway still. to it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, well, look at Christian Eriksen. I know he went to Inter, but it's still the same stadium, same city. I mean, Inter, I think at least they look like they were building something. Like Milan looked like they're a million miles away. <laughs> Just a wreck. What the Conte over there already in Inter. It's a crazy club. Begging him to stay. (laughs) They're not happy because they really are an old people's home. Um, (laughs) Arsenal and Gabon striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang have turned down the chance to sign for Barcelona as well as several other clubs to stay with the Gunners. Trust the process. That's what he knows. Uh, Manchester City have offered 23-year-old Ukrainian Alexander Zinchenko who can play left-back or left-wing-back to Barca. Barca just taking everyone's scraps these days, aren't they? Going back to that Aubameyang thing, I've just thought that he's just signed a contract that basically means he's never going to play Champions League football again for the rest of his career. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, isn't that what Jack said? Yeah. I don't think I can say it any clearer We'll be back in there before Spurs. Yeah, but it's he, not that. Does, it's, what 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 does that what does that have any bearing on the yeah. conversation? <laughs> you took joy in yeah, how quickly is that going to be? Yeah, he literally has signed a contract to keep him out Top of the four. Champions League. If if we get our midfield targets, top four confirmed. I won't speak on Locked. players because it's disrespectful while they're at other clubs. But <laughs> let do me you tell take, you, do you want to take next a bet Monday? Next Monday, I could be insufferable. Do you want to or yeah, they, I could be insufferable for the wrong reasons. The tone of that pod could go one way or the other. Do you want to take a bet that Chelsea finish above Arsenal? We'll see who we sign. I mean, you've spent oh. 300 million, so as I said, I expect you to finish second in the league. Obviously, you won't win it because Frank likes being runner up um, as a manager. But <laughs> if we can sign our, our uh, targets. Who would, in an ideal world, who would you get as your targets? I said it's disrespectful for me to talk about players. But, <laughs> I know, but in an um, ideal world. Hussam Awar, uh, similar, could bring a similar level to us that De Bruyne brings to Man City, I think. <laughs> I mean, dominated in the Champions League already, so levels there. Um, and Thomas Partey would be a perfectly balanced midfield there with Shaka uh, or Sabahos and those two, so... Maybe Zahar, if I'm being greedy as well, but we would need to probably get rid of the pig up top for that to happen. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm maybe pleased that Alisson's playing tonight because uh, Lacazette usually does his dance. Moving on. Um, Tottenham Hotspur are interested in making a late move for Crystal Palace striker Christian Benteke for up to £10 million. <laughs> Blimey. They want a big man. How yeah. many moves do people have to go through with Benteke to realise that he's yeah. the same everywhere that he plays? Shit. Oh, how's El Nenny starting? <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. Ga- what the, uh, Gabriel right? benched as well. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> hey, hey, Byron, trust, trust, trust the process. You've got to trust the process. <laughs> I'll trust him. I mean... <laughs> Last time I played Liverpool, he was the best Egyptian on the pitch, so... 
<laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. He was. <laughs> he just Maitland Niles is in there, so and William scoring tonight. So there we go. Um, back to Benteke. Spurs won that big man. I think I think a centre back is more important than a striker right now. We're going to get there. Don't you worry. Maybe Christian oh, can slow in there. Maybe that's his position this whole time. <laughs> Arsenal are hoping to sign at least one of Hussein Awar or Thomas Partey. A lot will depend on whether Arsenal manage to move up the likes of Lucas Torreira, Matteo Guendouzi and Socrates. What about Oza? Just giving hope, oh. hope of getting rid of him or what? I think the clean sheet's gone. Fuming because they're not even playing him in the Carabao. So if I'm yeah. in... You can't be complaining too much. Take that pay cut and go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I've seen his uh, little fans saying they'll stop supporting Arsenal if uh, Arsenal give his number to another one of uh, their signings if they make one. I'd love that. <laughs> that would be a statement. Um, Spurs' pursuit of defender Milan's screening is well documented, but that deal will not be easy to do. It's thought into Milan as seeking a sale or loan with an obligation to buy for at least €40 million Euros plus add-ons, whereas if Tottenham we... are likely to favour a loan with an option to buy. Yeah, I, I, I would. If we, if we sign any player for more than £10 million, pounds, I'm going to be really, really worried about the financial... What, what, what's, what's really... I, I'm surprised we've spent the money that we have. To be honest, just particularly with the confirmation of the stadium ban now, well, not ban, but the the, the slow return of fans going into and the we stadium. We saw how shit Levy was about that in that documentary. Exactly, yeah. So I, I don't, I like, I feel like all the signings that he's made already is like, oh, let's just go all in and hope for the best. I feel, the I, I feel if we're on this decision, on this discussion that. The fact that Spurs have asked for a loan from the government because of this stadium being built and furloughed, but they're still going to go and spend money on players. Disgrace. I find that a bit distasteful. Yeah. I just, I, 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 it's not really being talked about as much as the transfers themselves. So it's, you know, it's, mm. I just, I, I don't. Interesting didn't... point by Jack when they're signing players with blood money. <laughs> But we give to the NHS. Who cares when the <laughs> is going into? Oh, that's right. That's right then. Yeah, exactly. Um, with Frank Lampard seemingly determined to keep Tomori, Everton do have other options, and the need is perhaps more pressing following injuries to Mason Holgate and Jared Branthwaite. Barcelona's Jean-Claire Cadibo and Ben Godfrey of Norwich are believed to be among the possibilities. I think Ben Godfrey will be more expensive than a lot of other players because didn't yeah, who went in probably. for it and didn't they offer no one yet and they turned but it down? because they've they essentially came out and said look you're going to be paying bucks if you want him Spurs were linked with him as well just mm. about every club that's been linked with him he obviously is very good the fact like Max Ahrens and Ben Godfrey what was it about that Norwich defence that really made people think Let's and bring Jamal the Lewis. to get these guys. I yeah. said, I, I said they were one of the worst defensive teams. Everyone's just gone, you know what? We need to buy their defenders up. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> you never know, do you? See, they might be seeing something different. Young English will do. Yeah. yeah. England under 21 international Ryan Sessegnon, one of Alex's keep at all costs, is expected to leave Tottenham <laughs> alone. 
Brighton, Southampton and Hertha Berlin are currently showing most interest with Leeds and other potential destination. Has he even got a squad number this year? Jesus, I, I've completely forgot we had him. Yeah, he's got to get out. Has to. Yeah. What's happened to him then? Because he was injured. Now what's happened to him? If Jose nothing, hates you, happened. he hates you. Mm. He's, just not, he's just not very good. Just nothing happened with him. He wasn't <laughs> yeah, back he was for the shot. Um, no significant arrivals are anticipated at Liverpool, but there should be some departures. Ford, Rhea and Brewster is commented by the likes of Villa, Palace and Sheffield, with Liverpool seeking a fee of around £19 million like they got for Dominic Solanke. Harry Wilson was recently the subject of inquiries from Burnley, but there's been no progress on that front. Liverpool clearing out them youngsters. What is happening to that club? Yeah, you assume they're going to have to bin a couple of them. So. It's all right for them. They get about 50 million a pop. So Yeah, that's, that's it. I'm surprised there aren't people, like people like Shakiri and stuff aren't getting linked with moves more. A little bit surprising. There we are. And then finally, this story. There is no Jose Mourinho merchandise in the Spurs club shop. Back in 2005, Chelsea trademarked his name until 2025. <laughs> the trademark is filed under five separate classes of goods, ranging from aftershave and lipstick to slippers and underwear. Wow. In June wow. 2013, upon his return to Chelsea from Madrid, the club registered two further classes under the Mourinho trademark to cover also domestic utensils and cookware, as well as other items including games, teddy bears, playing cards and party hats. <laughs> Chelsea didn't exercise the trademark while United sold Jose merchandise throughout his tenure at the club, but there is an understanding within the Spurs boardroom that Chelsea would not be so forgiving if their London neighbours tried it. Brilliant. That is brilliant. Uh, I, 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 to be honest, I don't, I don't feel like we're losers in this situation because I don't feel like Spurs fans walking around with Mourinho merchandise is a good thing anyway. That is true. I don't think they would. <laughs> <laughs> you want What's... a pair of Jose boxer shorts don't you Alex <laughs> <laughs> here's another thing as well Mourinho I mean I think we touched upon it a couple of weeks ago or last week maybe where we've all seen this documentary and we all kind of had our opinions changed a little bit on Mourinho if you took that documentary out of things and you just saw last season the start of this season you're, you would still think Mourinho is shit <laughs> Really? With the results I still do anyway. In. I was going to say, I don't think the documentary changed my opinion that much. <laughs> do you not? I can't believe Spurs nah. fans wanted him in as manager. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, rem- right. I remember you twerking what? for that Jose appointment. <laughs> yeah. I remember you twerking for twerk. it. He was twerking. No, you, you know, you see those tweets where it's like, uh, if you were under duress, what's something you would say to alert people that you're in danger? Yeah. That was one of those things. <laughs> Byron was filming the WAP video to Mourinho. <laughs> I really don't like this. This Arsenal lineup scaring me. And then he's Xhaka. Trust the process. <laughs> Unless he's just thinking of Gabriel, like save you for another day, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's an odd one. I do save like him the for the cup one. Exactly. I do like the idea of uh, Chelsea just sat there waiting, refreshing the Spurs club website for a bit of Jose merch to pop up. Yeah. We're Roman yeah, during this time. Right, we're having him. <laughs> I think Roman's... you can trademark someone else's name. 
Roman's still got a grudge about the whole Modric affair when we really wanted Modric and Levy said no. They said... Oh. Um, I can see why you're holding grudge about that. <laughs> yeah. Just do, just do your best player. Uh, the only manager in 115 years that Chelsea ever trademarked. To be fair, Avram Grant's a tougher sell for the boxer shorts. It's not, <laughs> yeah. That's not quite as sexy a move. You need to do a Mr. Water News crossover. I like guess Avram Grant could give you a little wink and say, I'll finish second now. Avram Grant <laughs> cameoed in Star Wars as the Gungan King. <laughs> he was Mr. Water News from Monsters Inc. By his accent. Cracking. Oh, I think that just about does us for today. And I've got 50 minutes to prepare for uh, what could happen at Anfield. <laughs> Bit more nervous now. I've uh... well, actually just now the games here. It was a lot easier to be confident a week ago. <laughs> you were a lot more confident at quarter past five earlier. It's all gone downhill a bit now. All I asked was. Has Van Dyke been the same since Pepe dribbled past? It's a fair question. <laughs> and then you followed up with you on Silver more recently than we have, for God's sake. We have. More facts. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. more pieces of silverware recently. Two, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Get us a League Cup this year. That's a good treble there. <laughs> and we can't this year what Liverpool did with that Champions League. Get it in them photos. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty shameless. Hey, I'd have done the same thing if I was uh, if I was in charge of Liverpool. Yeah, anyway, Arsenal got to win one first. We've got a European Cup Winners' Cup and a European Fairs Cup, so <laughs> two European trophies there. And Spurs have got the Audi Cup, Alex. So I, I don't worry. Hey, don't forget it. Don't you forget it. <laughs> Anyway, thanks again for listening. We'll be back with... Uh, we'll do something next week for Deadline Day. Not entirely sure what it will be, but uh, we'll do something, even if it's just uh, TK doing his... Uh, not the bloke's name. Uh, Tomo voice all of next week. <laughs> we'll do something. Anyway, thanks again. We'll be back. Goodbye.